With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour two, Dan and the Danettes. Although we're down to Danette, Fritzy is taking his son to Syracuse as he starts his college career there. Uh, spent a lot of time first hour talking about the Lakers Blazers and how surprising that was uh, from a variety of fronts. That uh, The Lakers got behind early, didn't shoot well at all. Portland didn't play a great game. But they got, they're got they a better team top to bottom. And they can at least rely on some players. I think LeBron goes into every game each night going, I have no idea who's going to step up, but somebody better step up. And now you have the Lakers' attention. If you didn't have it before, you certainly do now. Uh, the Bucks with a big win. That was surprising yesterday afternoon as they uh, rough up the, the uh, Magic beat the Bucks. Uh, last night you had Oklahoma City getting uh, beaten by the Rockets there. Nets, Raptors, Jazz, Nuggets, 76ers, Celtics, Mavs, Clips coming up tonight. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, 877-3DP-SHOW. Our Twitter handle at DPShow. Say good morning to our TV partner, YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Chat row and those listening on our 362 radio affiliates around the world. Mac Brown, North Carolina head coach, will join us coming up. He's got his first game against Syracuse. That is uh, slated for September 12th in Chapel Hill. We'll also talk to Coach Saban. Nick Saban will join us coming up. We were talking about this prior to the show because we had the conversation with Josh Jacobs, the running back at Alabama last year, when he said that Coach Saban has a good sense of humor and uh, actually uh, made reference to D's nuts with uh, Tua and uh, Josh Jacobs, and uh, I got to bring that up to him, I think, right? Seaton? He's heard that by now, right? That's gotten back to Coach Saban. I don't know. You, you don't think? I don't. You know, Coach Saban, he created headlines when he said he didn't even have an email. 
Yeah. Didn't have an email address. <laughs> right. And, and people are like, what? There's no way. I mean, he's turning 69 here in October, and he didn't have an email address. But that there was like headlines all over the place about Coach Saban says D's nuts. Yeah, yeah, Paul. I don't know if I'm Coach Saban's assistant. I go through what's going on today. Coach, we have your uh, meeting with the special teams, and there I have an update on the Dan Patrick D's nuts situation. I don't think he's no one's bringing that to his desk. But what about like you're just casually sitting around, you're having lunch, and there's like a break in the day, and like hey, somebody's checking Twitter. They're like, ah, Coach, look at this. No, I don't think so. I I th- I don't I think Nick Saban's just locked in a room or something and I don't I don't think he's you know he's uh, aware of social media. Yes, Paul. We have Coach Saban on probably twice a year for the past decade. You have a good relationship. Are you going to lead the interview with it? Or no, no, no. Hit some other stuff. I'm going to go later in the interview with Coach Saban. All right. Yeah. Just I can't wait. Got to figure that out. Yeah, I know. Coach, I was just thinking. Yeah. Uh, I'm sweating a little bit. Okay. Let me uh, let me get to the uh, North Carolina head coach, uh, Mac Brown, who uh, is – you're about the same age as Coach Saban, aren't you, Mac? Uh, Dan, I'll be 69 at the end of this month, so yes. All right. I like that. Do you have an email address? What I do is, is I'm not near as smart as Nick. I answer my own emails, <laughs> and he's got somebody else answering his. So what a great thing if you say, I don't text – uh, I don't answer the phone. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have an email. Uh, so don't contact me. <laughs> I, I think that's it. I may go to all that today. I may cancel my email after the show. You got uh, Syracuse on September 12th at home. How confident are you that you're going to play that game? Dan, I think we're going to play, and, and my job's to lead this team. So I've, I've got to, uh, everything I do is to prepare to play. What our presidents have said, and I'm very proud of their their stance, uh, and they've talked to our medical experts, is that they haven't said we're going to play. They've said that we're moving forward, trying to make sure that it's safe enough to play. And I think that's good. uh, We have not had uh, positives on the football field. We've practiced now probably 11 times, and it's it's good. And and kids are staying safe. Where all of us have issues is when they leave our, our football area, the complex, and and they, they have their normal social lives, and, and things have changed. They can't have that normal social life anymore. And also, if the students are on campus but not going to classes, I would think that that helps your football team staying safe, uh, you know, and not being out in the, you know, the general population there, that you can almost keep them in a bubble of sorts on campus. Is that the game plan? Uh, Dan, it is. Uh, basketball's proven that that works, and – uh, even when we were going to class the, the last week, the classes were very safe. Somebody was holding the door. There were a, a, probably a third of the normal people in the classroom, the normal students. They were social distance. They all had masks. So our players told me they felt very comfortable. I think, again, Dan, our problem is, is when you get outside of, of football, outside of the classroom, and kids are going to be kids. And, and uh, we're, we're all telling them, wear a mask. If you'll do that and social distance, be around people that are wearing a mask, wash your hands, sanitize everything. The universities are trying to do everything in their power to help. And now we've got to have the students to to step up and help us as well. Why is it the ACC, Big 12 and SEC are still trying to play, planning on playing, and the Pac-12 and Big 10 are not? It seems to me it's just the difference in uh, uh, medical opinions, the medical experts seem to think it's not as safe for the the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the medical experts here and and the Triangle is one of the top medical centers in the world. 
Uh, we have great medical experts, and, and they've done everything that we do, Dan. They've, they've touched it. They're talking about how many fans can be in the stands, where they sit, how we eat, how we have our team meetings. They, they have looked at and approved everything. And as long as these brilliant people think that it's safe for these young people to play, the kids want to play. The coaches want to play. We had our best practice yesterday, and I wish that our fans and media could be out there to, to watch. They're excited and they're having fun, and it's probably one of the few normal things right now in their lives. <laughs> Excuse me, Coach. Have you heard from players' uh, parents through this? Yes, we, we've tried to keep in constant contact with the parents and uh, well, even on Monday night, Dan, we had uh, I, I opened the meeting. We had a Zoom meeting with all of our parents, and we had our doctors on there. We had our trainers on there, and and they gave them a presentation of how things are going and what we're doing and why we're doing it. Good. And then had uh, an hour available for um, for questions. So I, I think you've got to over communicate at this time. And we've told our players, and probably to nauseam, that if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't want to play. Don't practice today. And, and it's not the best to get ready for Syracuse. But these times are different, and we have to handle these times differently. And if you want to opt out, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't want to play, you get to keep your scholarship. But come back and see us in January or, or when this uh, this virus goes away. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's really tricky because you can do everything right, the athletic director, the school, the players, but it comes down to the student body as well. Like you – these players have got to be diligent in policing themselves. And that's hard to do, Coach, when you're 20, 21, 22 years of age on a college campus. Well, it is, Dan. You and I don't like wearing the mask. You, you're, you're a very personable guy. You don't like staying away from people that are friends of yours. And I, I can't shake a hand. I can't hug somebody's neck. And, and all that's different now than it's ever been in our lives before. Uh, and, and what we've got to do is show great leadership for these young people and by doing that, then they've got to follow us. And, and I think the other thing is that it's never been more important to have a team-led team than uh, right now. That when, when they're away from us, we've told them, if you want to play, then you social distance, you wear your mask. If you don't care, then that's okay. But if you want to play, you've got to do what the medical experts are telling you to do because that's going to be the difference when it comes down to when they make a final decision. Any chance you keep Notre Dame for good in the ACC with football? Well, I, I would love that. It, it, it'd be a win for the ACC. Uh, great program, obviously. A tremendous brand nationally. Um, great TV revenue and, and market. Uh, they do it right. They, they go by the rules. They're, they're always going to be good. Uh, so it would be a home run for us if we could. What do you have uh, in your office there? The, the coolest thing you have in the office there is what? Uh, the national championship trophy that's right over my shoulder that I'm hoping every recruit sees. <laughs> <laughs> you should walk around with that, you know, just like a push cart, you know, a scooter <laughs> or something and have that. You go back to that 2005 season, the play that Vince Young ran. What was the call, and was was that a design play to beat USC? It was a design play. It was menu number two because at that time we were going no huddle because it was the end of the game, and, and uh, you, you had to get the play in very quickly. And I'll never forget, it was a play that Vince told us he wanted to run if we got in that situation because we said, what's your, your best go-to play? 
if we get down to the end and we have to make a play. And, and he said, menu two. And, and so we called it. And I'll never forget that. I said, look quickly. And if they're open, throw it. But if not, your legs are pretty darn good for five yards. So uh, don't be hesitant to pull it down and run it. And uh, He wasn't and, throwing it, Coach. No. No, he, he pulled the old <laughs> I'm I'm going to fake it like I'm going to throw it in, and then got in that end zone very quickly. Why didn't he work out in the NFL? Do you know, in, in some ways he did, Dan. He was uh, rookie of the year and made the Pro Bowl a couple of times, and he helped the, the, the Titans get to the playoffs. Uh, I worry sometimes that young people that leave a year early um, maybe aren't quite as ready uh, for all the stuff as much as they are the football. And it was a very uncomfortable situation, too, that uh, Coach Fisher didn't want him, uh, Norm Chow. They both wanted Matt Leinard, who is a great player. But Norm had Coach Matt at USC. And Bud Adams, the owner, wanted Vince because he was from Houston. So they were kind of forced into taking him. And, mm-hmm. and when they said, we want Matt Leinard, and then you're forced to take somebody else, they came to me and said, how are we going to handle this? And I said, it's not good, brother. You, you better go talk to Vince very quickly and tell him that the, the reason – it wasn't that you didn't want Vince. You wanted Matt because he ran your system and, and, and you were very comfortable with him. So it just didn't start out right, and, and I don't think it was ever really good. Has Michael Jordan been to a practice? He has not. I've, I've seen him in town a couple of times, and Michael's very supportive. And, of course, we all love the last dance and – uh, he is so competitive. When I saw him last spring uh, in, in Jordan brand, his shoes, Dan, he's got Michigan, uh, he's got Oklahoma, he's got Florida, and he's got North Carolina. So here I am, the new coach, and I said, Michael, why did you give your shoe brand to, to Oklahoma and to Michigan and Florida, man? Why didn't you just give them to us? And he said, why don't you start winning some games? <laughs> like the rest and then we'll talk about who I give my shoes to. And I thought, yeah. Yep. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. You, you became, now you know what his teammates felt like when he was there. Uh, no question. I, I did what they did. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, good luck in uh, trying to pull this off, Coach. It's great to talk to you. You got Syracuse September 12th in Chapel Hill. Uh, great to see you. Hope you're well. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. I always appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. You keep yourself uh, safe and healthy. Thank you, Coach. That's uh, Mac Brown. I love what he did against Clemson last year. I know it didn't work out, but he went for two. He lost to Clemson 21-20. They went for two instead of that extra point with a minute left. And I loved that you were going for the win. I loved it. Maybe it's not the smartest thing to do, but in the moment, now, I didn't like the play that was called, but that's, you know, that's a different topic. But I loved that they were going to try to beat Clemson. And they had Clemson. On the ropes. That was good. It's good to talk to him. I always enjoyed being around him. And uh, we've known him, gosh, probably 20 years, maybe. Maybe longer. Yeah, Paul. You know, they, they have a good football program, but those uniforms are gorgeous. Yeah. If they could play. As good a, as they look? Yes. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> Who has the, the widest disparity of how good your uniform is and how good you play? Vandy. It would probably be Vanderbilt football. They have pretty good helmets. I don't like Vandy's uniforms at all. Mm. McLovin? Do you like those Maryland helmets? No. Way too busy. Average okay. football, average helmets. Yeah. It, it's like a confusing helmet. It's. I think it's a state flag combo. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, they sent me a helmet and sent me a jersey. 
It, it didn't help my opinion on those things. I'm like, yep. It just reinforced it. Yep, I don't like those. But who has the great-looking uniform? And, and But they don't play anywhere near as great as they look. Because the Padres are now playing pretty well, and and that all of a sudden that chocolate brown looks a whole lot better than it ever did. It, they, they have some uniforms that really pop there. Yeah, Paulie. UCLA's uniforms are quite better than the football team when they go yep. with the Blues. Yep. Yep. Not a bad football team, just not a good football team. Yeah, I'm curious. I don't, I just stumbled upon that. Uh, Dave in California. Good morning, Dave. What do you have for me today? Good morning, Dan. I appreciate you put me on. I thought it was a great interview with Matt Brown and how he didn't say, you know, we're playing. You said we're moving forward. And that was my question with North Carolina going to, you know, all online with Notre Dame now sort of shutting it down for two weeks with Michigan State going all online for the semester, you know, do you think that these college presidents now may, might take a different look with, with what's going on since students are coming back? Yeah. You, know, you said Paul, Paulie's taking his child to Syracuse. How often are the general students being tested? You know, I know the football players, you can test them two, three, four times a week, but how often are the general students being, being tested? Yeah, I'm curious about that. And I had a coach who told me, who said, I said, can the, the student population, the general population, bring down an entire football season? And he said, yes. That was it. Didn't add anything more, just said yes. That's what it comes down to. And if you're able to quarantine, put your football team in a bubble, and you know that the other schools are doing the same thing, the fact that yeah, I had a source who said, you know, there's two things going on right now in college football, tuition and TV. Tuition, my daughter went to school, but she's not going to class. But she's going to school because if they're charging you $50,000, they want their they need the tuition. And then TV, these schools need the TV money as well. That's what's at stake with college football. Tuition, get you on campus and TV. And if you have that, ACC, SEC, Big 12, going to have a big advantage moving forward. They just are. Uh, Rich in Arizona joins us. Hey, Rich, what's on your mind today? Hey, Rich. See you, Rich. Update the poll results, McLovin, then we'll take a break. We'll hear from LeBron James when we return. Who should be more worried, the Lakers or the Bucks? It's 72% Lakers. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched the Bucks and and the, the Magic, and you know, Orlando got a, a lot of contributions from a lot of players there, and I still go back to Milwaukee is so reliant, overly reliant on the Greek Freak, and Chris Middleton has got to be an All Star player, but Eric Bledsoe is their third best player. Malcolm Brogdon was their third best player a year ago, and Brogdon was coming off a fifty forty. Uh, 90. So he shot 50 from the floor, 40 from three, and 90 from the line. And there's only been, I think, 10 players or less in the history of the game who've done that. Uh, some have done it multiple times. But you had, I, you need the consistency. Every one of these teams right now, Paul George, Kawhi, have to be consistent. Anthony Davis and LeBron have to be consistent. C.J. McCollum, Dame Lillard, got to be consistent. Uh, Westbrook and Harden, got to be consistent. Tatum and Brown with the Celtics, got to be consistent. 76ers can't be consistent because Simmons is out, and now you just have Joel Embiid. 
Uh, Toronto's a little bit different. And this is why Toronto is so dangerous is you have guys who aren't great, but you have good players who are consistent. And that's really important. Night in and night out. You know, Lakers got one day to adjust to this and figure this out. They play tomorrow night. I mean, there's no, you know, wait, wait for the weekend here. And nobody's coming to the rescue. You know, Dallas has Porzingis and, uh, and Luka. These two-headed monsters have to be great. And then it comes down to how good are your role players? How deep is your team? Yeah, McLevin. A lot of people pointed out yesterday the Magic beat the Raptors in game one of their opening round series last year. And look what happened to the Raptors. Remember that game? Kyle Lowry was yeah. 0 for 7. Yeah. So the Magic won that game, didn't win another game, and the Raptors won the title. So the Bucs shouldn't panic. Oh, no. No. But, you know, there's always, you start to look and go, is there something bigger here? You know, are there cracks? And does it develop into something a little bit larger here? And, you know, it's one game. We are a reactionary sports society. We overreact, and we think it's a referendum on what, what is going to happen the rest of the season, the rest of the series. Yeah, Paul. I can't help but do that. I was watching the Heat last time. I'm like, man, the Heat are tough. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is relentless. That's old school. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, he's, he's yeah, a but man they're, down they're, they're, they're beating a banged-up Pacer team. All the depot left. Don't buzzkill. I know. Sabonis, your T.J. Warren bandwagon. Yes, McLeod. I'm with Paulie. Every single game I watch, that's the way the rest of that series is <laughs> yes. going to play out, like, no matter what happened. I, I think to myself, man, Jimmy Butler's a really good three-point shooter. He hit two in the fourth quarter. He's, he's a clutch three-point shooter. He is the worst or one of the worst three-point shooters in the league with a minimum of 100 attempts. I love the Heat, what they've done. I, I don't know how they've done it, but they cobbled together a lineup and, you know, Bam is good. I love watching Dragic play. Uh, Tyler Hero is He's not, not afraid. Not afraid. Not shoot. afraid. It's going not up. Not afraid. Our boy Duncan Robinson, one of the great three-point shooters in the game. You have Butler in there. They, they've, they've made it an interesting team there. And uh, they'll be a tough out. We'll take a break. 21 after the hour. More phone calls coming up. And uh, Nick Saban will join us at the top of the hour. And Brian Cranston, the great actor, uh, Breaking Bad star, Malcolm in the Middle, will join us as well. We'll come back. We'll hear from LeBron James right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Zip Recruiter makes it easy. And that's what you want to hear. Because these are challenging times. Trying to find somebody. You're trying to find somebody, but how do you do it? Well, they're going to make something Simple, fast, and smart. A place where businesses connect to qualified candidates, and that place is ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. As an employer, you got a lot on your plate. Running your business, ensuring workplace safety, and a whole lot more. So just turn it over to ZipRecruiter because they can send your job to over 100 of the web's uh, leading job sites, and they don't stop there. They have powerful matching technology. And keep in mind, ZipRecruiter is so effective. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. It's efficient. It's effective. And right now, you can try it for free. ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Patrick. ZipRecruiter, for me, the smartest way to hire. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening NBA coming up today and tonight Nets Raptors Jazz Nuggets 76ers Celtics Mavs and the Clips Magic over the Bucks Blazers beating the Lakers here's LeBron James after the loss we had a couple breakdowns which can't have down the stretch especially versus a team that's red hot like Portland and those two you know the two headed monsters the ones who kind of you know you know, made the plays. Um, you know, CJ hitting a big, uh, big three. Dame hitting uh, a couple threes as well. Um, and then Melo hitting the three late, and, and Gary Trent hitting a, a three. So they, they had five threes late in the game. Um, after we had to, uh, done an exceptional job of trying to keep them off the three point line, but you know they made plays enough plays to win the game down the stretch, and we didn't. Yeah, I don't know if it's that simple, but you know you can always ramp up your defense, but it's really hard to go. Hey, we got to shoot better. I mean, in philosophy, you know, your philosophy, in theory, you go, yeah, we got to shoot better. It's not that easy. 
we got to play better defense. Okay, that's usually effort. But you're not going to become a better shooter in two days. Yeah, Paul. I'm, I'm curious if in game two, does LeBron James be patient and continue being a pass-first guy mm. or have, has one of those nights where he scores 53-12? and 12? Because he's done that before, where he's come back from where the teammates don't help him and says, okay, I got this next one because we can't go down 0-2. I would expect games like that later in the playoffs. You wouldn't want LeBron or expect LeBron to have to do that in the opening round series. And it's only one game. But you, if it becomes a pattern, if we start to see the same kind of problems on Thursday night, then the Lakers do have real issues. Now, they do have real issues when it comes to playing a better opponent. Uh and, and Portland is a dangerous opponent. We can all agree, and they're probably a four or five seed with their talent. Um, but the Lakers should be better than Portland. That doesn't mean, you know, Portland went to the conference finals last year. They do have talent, and they have Damian Lillard, who's not afraid of a big moment. I'm waiting to see Anthony Davis go and grab the big moment and, and just strangle it, take it with him. Because Le- LeBron deferred last night. And I don't know at what point he just says, I can't do this anymore. I can't defer. I'm going to have to take over. Yeah, McLeod. Is he doing too much? Because he he looked like he had no legs at the end. His shots were coming up short. Like 16 assists and 17 rebounds. Can't somebody else help him a little bit? Yeah. I feel like they, he needs more playmaking help. Like a But I guard. don't know who's going to help him. Like, you can't all of a sudden just go, hey, um... Uh, Caruso or Waiters or JR, can you guys yes. help out a little bit? Bring back JR. Come on. Oh, my God. Everyone's thinking it, Dan. Why don't, no, why don't we do it? No, no, no. Dion Waiters, I'd give run to, but not JR Smith. He could go 0 for 9 from the field. I like wouldn't have him Colorado on the roster. Pope. Yeah. Caldwell Pope is, I don't know. It's, it's not a strong lineup. You just have two of the top five players in the game on the same team. It felt like the 2007 Cavs last night or whatever. <laughs> what was that first year where he went with Anderson Veritas? Oh, my God. Big Z, Zadrunas Ilgaskis. Oh, I remember covering that NBA Finals. And I, at one point, I'm, I'm there with John Barry, who was uh, helping us with uh, the NBA. And I just said to John, as we're watching the game, and I went, how's he doing it? How, how did LeBron get his team into the finals? Because you'd start to look at that roster and you go, wow, that is not good at all. All right, uh, more phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Fritzy taking his son to school today. And... Uh, I don't know if he's really helping the process. I think his wife is driving and Fritzy, I think he's trying to stay in touch with the show. But there is a question, a mean-spirited poll question. Uh, this is a recommendation. Randy in Tampa, did Todd physically help his son pack his stuff into the car? I would say absolutely no. Not a chance. Yes, point. It's a flawed question because that assumes that Todd's son packed the car because Todd's wife, Jen, packed the car. Yeah. And then maybe yeah. the son helped, then Todd, then maybe the daughter in order. Mm. Yeah, there's no way Todd helped. I, I put Lindsay ahead of Todd in the helping. I think the daughter, daughter might have helped more than us. I'd say, I'd say mom and daughter probably helped pack up. You know, the daughter might help pack up because you want to get rid of your brother to go to school. So you're more than happy. I always had help <laughs> whenever I was leaving home. 
because my brother then got our little small bedroom to himself. So he was, Dave was always willing, hey, you need help? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. And then I realized he just wanted me to get out of the house. Yes, he. Yeah, I remember. I couldn't wait for my sister to leave for college because then that meant I got my own room. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, this is the best. How about this? A friend of mine just sent me a note. Do you think colleges will get to the point of just going online for the first semester to ensure their football team is able to play? <laughs> I, I, I just conspiracy theory, but it makes sense. That's what's happening at North Carolina. Yes, Eden. Shouldn't they have already done that? Well, you would think, but not everybody. You know, there's some schools that are having classes. Yeah, but I mean, if they were like, hey, let's save athletics, everybody stay home, they could have planned that in April. Well, they want you on campus, though, because it's about tuition. I, I got to have your $60,000, mm. and you get to take – my daughter's taking classes online on campus. God, what a crock. What a scam. I, I know. But if you said to, <laughs> let's say, Alabama fans, students, hey, first semester – Online, on campus. We want to make sure that we keep the football team in a bubble to be able to play. It's not the craziest thought here. Yeah, McLevin. You know, let's be honest about what college really is. Most people, kids, as I recall, <laughs> were there to party for four years. And intellectual pursuits are not always the number one thing. We Come on. Hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm the poster child. Absolutely. This is the guy, as embarrassing as this may sound, I'm a communications major, not a journalism major. I didn't want to work that hard. I went to journalism class, the first class, midterm, final. And my, my teacher, Larry Lane, great teacher, gave me a D minus. Because if he failed me, then I wouldn't have graduated. Because he knew what I want, that I already knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't need these other classes. And, you know, that was stupid on my part. But because I knew this is the only thing I wanted to do. The only thing I knew that I'd be qualified to do. And I didn't need to know about Mesopotamia. Yes, McLovin. I would give real advice. If you're not going to go to law school or business school, like don't panic about the GPA, right? I mean, because that's not, is that maybe overrated in college? Like you don't need a three, eight, if you're going to, if you get the right internship or, you know, like you said, if you know what you're going to do, you have a big advantage. No one has ever asked me what my GPA was in college. They'd ask what my points per game were, but not my GPA. <laughs> my points per game were, I think, lower <laughs> than my GPA. Yes. Eden. I was going to school to be a history teacher. And, uh, yeah, that's not a joke. Uh, that was serious. Um, which I couldn't think of a worse profession for me. Um, anywho, my second semester of... Uh, I don't mean to... Don't, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, my second semester at West Virginia, uh, I allowed my roommate, who was, like, total burnout. You know, he, he was going to be an engineer, uh, which was amazing. But he was very good with that kind of stuff. But anyway, I allowed him to talk me into taking my second semester a 
like medieval history class hmm. and he was like dude it's gonna be so sick it's gonna be all about like dragons and knights and fighting and stuff it'll be just like dungeons and dragons we should take it together and uh being under the influence for sure i was like great idea let's go do that we'll sign up for it again it couldn't have been less about it was about like medieval politics and like all of this crazy stuff like it was so boring it was so detailed it was like the worst class ever and i was like what in the hell am i of course it's not about dragons dragons aren't even real <laughs> dragons aren't even a real thing and i thought that i was going to a history class to learn about dragons that'll show you where i was at 18 years old west virginia <laughs> I had two roommates who would wake and bake, and I just... Where did you live with us? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't recall having third roommates. Yeah, I never understood that. This was like, I don't know if it was my junior year, maybe, and they would wake and bake, and I just went, how do you, how do, you do it? And they just said, it puts us in the mood to study, to listen. <laughs> but they would say it, it puts us in the mood to study and listen. <laughs> And they were so slow in getting out of the room. Like, I don't know if they ever got to class on time, but they would be like, you got to have a one hitter and you got to wake and bake. And I went, I have no interest in doing that. I was the squarest uh, dude. Like pot, any of that stuff? No, never. It, it took a little while. And then even then, I was like, why do I want to be slowed down here? Why do I want to be like, chill, man? That is not my personality. Let me just chill. Let me just chill. Yeah. I'm going to wake and bake, man. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Going back to what you said, what's the priority in a college campus? Is it the football team? Is it partying, girls, beer, all that stuff? If you all told me, you know, if you told an average student the football team can go 12-0 and 0, or you guys can go out socially and go to the bars this semester and they had to sign up for one mm. and they can't do the mm. other. Mm. I, even in the SEC, they love their football, but... Uh, yeah, if you said Old Miss is going to go 12-0 and 0 or I get to socialize on campus at Old Miss, I'm going to sign up for socializing on campus yeah, at Old Miss. They're pros. Yeah. yeah. Now, Alabama? All right, I'll sign up for that. Yeah, they've been 12-0 before. <laughs> <laughs> Try going not, not talking to a girl for four months. I've done it. Oh, I've I'm, done it too. I'm an expert. You know, I applied to Alabama because I heard they got free football tickets, the kids, in all seriousness. But uh, when we were picking schools, we didn't have helicopter parents who were, you know, helping you fill out, you know, the, the uh, your uh, whatever, your letter that you might send or helping you with your resume and studying for the SAT. Like, none of that stuff. Like, my parents never said, hey, where are you going to go to college? Because I, I think I said, I don't know. I don't know. And how random we are when we pick where we're going to go to school. Now, that's different now because it's now this is scientifically broken down, it feels like, with parents and kids. But back then, it was like, eh, get around. I don't know. Get around to it. And here's my dad who's working in education at the University of Dayton in computer science. He's like, hey, where are you going to go? I said, I don't know. I don't know. See who wants, who wants me. I don't know. Crazy. Yeah, McLovin. Well, you're different because of basketball, but didn't you guys, like, I kind of went where my friends went. Like, I needed a friend to show me a good time on a weekend visit. Did you know anyone when you went to your first school? I knew a guy that I played against, and he was on the team, and I thought, I'm as good as he is. Why don't I go there? <laughs> I had not been to campus. And I got there. And you want to talk about a lonely, 
six semesters, a year and a half, pretty sparse. I was thirsty, but nobody was thirsty for me, as the kids like to say. <laughs> it was pretty oh sad. And I didn't realize at the time, I had a unibrow, long hair, acne, and I weighed about a buck seventy-five. Six three one seventy-five. Ding. Thank you. And I just thought if I had a jump shot, the girls are going to follow. The rest will fall in line. <laughs> and they did not. Oh, uh, because I was at Eastern Kentucky. I wasn't at Duke or Kansas or North Carolina. It was like, they didn't care. Like, everybody went home on the weekend. And I would just be there. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? But look at me now. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in a room with a black light on playing Black Sabbath <laughs> albums. No, Zeppelin. Yeah. Yeah, that was about it. Oh, it was so bad. And then one of my teammates stole my TV. I went home for Christmas break. I came back. My TV's gone. And I'm like, who took my TV? So I start going around the rooms on the first floor where we lived. And I see one of my teammates has my TV in there. I go, I don't want to say his name, but I go, yo, that's my TV. He goes, no, nah, I got one just like it. <laughs> and he was such a... He was an imposing guy, and I go, oh, okay. I got, I couldn't take my TV back. <sighs> yep, but look at me now. Who's the big winner? All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, Coach Saban. And yes, I will ask Coach Saban about using the expression D's nuts in practice. <laughs> come I, on. No, I – okay, let's come back, and I just want to talk about this because he's joining us. We need strategy. Okay. Wow. I got, unless you, we can vote on this. Let me take a break here. We'll come back. See, that'll keep you in your car. We'll come back and we'll vote on, should I ask Coach Saban about the expression D's nuts? The weirdest thing of 2020 so far, by the way. We're back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Make sure you check out nextgreatpodcast.com. Got a chance to go into business with me. We're right now at around 450 entries, and this goes till the end of the month. If you have an idea and you just give us the pitch, go to uh, nextgreatpodcast.com. All the details there. Going to pick 10 semifinalists. We're going to help you produce an episode. People are going to vote on it. And then the winner, I'm going to make sure that you... uh, have your podcast heard, uh, thanks in part to uh, large part to iHeartRadio and their great support here. Uh, Nick Saban in uh, about 10 minutes from now, we we're just discussing uh, during the commercial break. Do we bring back what Josh Jacobs had to say? He was the Alabama running back, plays with the Raiders, and he had this to say to us last year. Uh, Saban just like, he likes to do a lot of like these nuts jokes. It's funny because like you don't, I haven't heard one of them since like, middle school and then saving when I went to college saving used to do it a lot so wait 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 wait, wait what, give me one here <laughs> all right so one day I was catching I caught like five passes um in a row and he was like he was like hey, hey Josh if you want to hold all the balls uh hold these I said wait <laughs> so I just sat there I sat there for a second and I was like Did he really just said it <laughs> wait 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 he was doing D's nuts to you yeah, <laughs> I was like, Coach, I ain't heard this since movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think at the end of the interview, I bring up these nuts with Coach. You know, how about this? Let me see how the interview starts. Okay, I got an idea. Here's the idea. My idea is to bring up Nick Saban was at Michigan State, I believe when Tom Brady was at Michigan. So he was coaching against Tom Brady. I want to know what he remembers from that time. How about that? I start there. 
and then he goes to the Dolphins after being at LSU, and then he coaches against Brady then. So maybe we start out there, and he's got some stories. Yes, Paul? I think it's a good strategy, because Coach Saban likes when we take him out of the element. Like when you asked about jet skiing at the uh, lake house or what he likes to listen to on the way in, he likes different topics than, hey, what do you think about LSU this year? Yeah. All right, so we're going to vote. Yeah, see. What if Coach brings it up to you? <laughs> hey, Dan, before we get started, uh, I got some D's nuts. I just want to. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you like doing interviews? Uh, what if he says, like, uh, Dan, I just want to address these the D's nuts speculation. <laughs> the controversy? Yeah. The rumor and innuendo? I'd just like to address these nuts. Uh, I just want to uh, set the record straight on D's nuts. <laughs> I'm starting to get a little sweaty. I start, my hands are starting to sweat. This is Coach Saban I'm going to ask this question to. He comes on all the time. You have to. You have to. I do now. You know what? The communications major in you wouldn't. But damn it, the journalist you've become is going to, Dan. I support you in this. I back you. I got to confirm the story, right? As a journalist. As a journalist. Yes, I must. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) What? I I don't know what I'm... mm. What? We'll be fine. I'm curious what his reaction is going to be. I think I've built up enough. It's like with Coach K. I think I've built up a little house credit (laughs) where I can have a little fun with him. And I am complimenting him on his sense of humor. He may not like that his players told that story because a couple of months after Josh Jacobs, we asked Tua when he joined us at the Super Bowl, and he said that, that that's true. The look on his face when I go, hey, and Josh Jacobs was on, and he was asking about, you know, telling us about this story about D's nuts, and to his face is like, oh, my God. I, I don't, like, where are we going with this? Can you confirm that? And he's like, yep, I can confirm that. All right, let's get a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let me see. Brandy in Iowa? Hey, Brandy. Hey, Hey. Hello. Good morning. Hey. Six three. Don't weigh myself anymore. Okay. Quick question for you. You're talking about school, and I, too, was a shooter in college at basketball. You said no one's really asked your GPA. So my question would be, which was higher, your GPA or your assists per game? Oh, no, I could pass. I, I would have more assists. I actually – I love to shoot – I, I tried to choose not to pass, but if I was going to play, I had to pass. So begrudgingly, I, I had a few assists. Uh, Caleb in Oregon joins us. Hey, Caleb, what's on your mind? Hey, Dan. I was just uh, calling to give some love to the Blazers. I wanted to see if you actually think they have a legitimate shot at uh, winning this series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I would be confident if I'm a Blazer fan. If everybody is healthy, and that's what you were waiting for, and if they got in, then they were going to be dangerous. I think everybody thought that. The, I just didn't think they were getting in. I thought that it was too long a road to get in. And look, if Memphis folded, uh, you know, Phoenix was great and almost got in. But Portland played well to get in. And now all of a sudden, the Blazers have to go at them again. you got to put doubt You go up 2-0, put doubt in everybody's mind. Big hour coming up. The great actor, Brian Cranston, and Nick Saban will join us as well. One hour to go on this Wednesday, Dan Patrick Show. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.